Hey, welcome back. Ugh. Today feels like a Friday. To me, for some reason, maybe it's because as I look out the window, I can see blue skies out there. I can see some folks enjoying this good weather. I, uh, I hope it endures. 51 degrees, according to my little Apple watch right here. Uh, I'd like to be outside enjoying things, and that's, uh, that's what I try to do on the weekends. <sighs> I mentioned my Apple watch. Why? Well, because it's cool, obviously, and explain a brag. Um, but also because I use it uh, when I listen, I explain a brag all the time about how much I spend, how much time I spend out there running. Uh, I try to rack up uh, a few miles a week or so. Uh, I've got some routes that I run, and every time I'm out, I, with my watch, will open up a, a little app, and it's called Map My Run. That's the, that's the app that I use. It's an Under Armour product. And I, let me try, I'm trying to replicate the move. Okay, no, here it is. Map my run. And uh, you can scroll through this long list of different physical activities. Uh, you can walk, you can swim. Yeah, you can swim and it'll track it. Uh, you can do some rock climbing. The, the one I most typically select is either running or trail running. You hit start your workout and then I set off. What's it doing? What is the app doing? Or what's my watch doing during that time? First off, it's communicating with those uh, uh, science fiction satellites up in the sky, making sure it knows exactly where I am, recording every step I take, quite literally. It's also measuring the footfalls, counting how many times my foot uh, strikes the pavement or the trail uh, per minute. It's also keeping track of my heart rate, and uh, when I'm done, I click finish. And it sends all that information up into the cloud and then ultimately back to my cell phone where I can analyze the data and see how I'm progressing and how I can uh, improve if I'd like. And also, it allows me to share that information with other people in my in my workout group or in my family. My, my sister uses the same app, my father as well, and so we'll leave comments with one another uh, on, on those apps. And it... I wouldn't have thought of this. I wouldn't be talking about this with you right now if it hadn't been for uh, a fantastic piece, which uh, is published now in the Deseret News. Deseret.com, the title of the piece by Sophia Jeremias is Keeping Track, How Running Apps Reshape My Brain in Good and Bad Ways. Uh, We'll walk through some of her observations in just a moment. But for me, the apps... If it, it <laughs> this is no joke. If I go out running and something fails and I am not able to track the that run, if I'm not able to, you know, have the map which shows exactly where I was, how fast I was able to get there and all of the heart rate data, if I if I'm missing any of that, it's like the event didn't happen. I I physically feel like I haven't exercised if there's not a record of it. Now I know that's absurd. I know that I am a victim of the commercialization of these types of uh, features and functions, right? But it's worked. They they got me. Now, I'm trying to get away from that. Here, here's an example. This is no joke. I uh, A few months back, I have this little five-kilometer loop I run on the Legacy Parkway Trail. Uh, I start over at that uh, Fifth South Trailhead. I, I get on the trail. I run. I get up over the, the footbridge that traverses Legacy Parkway, and then I come back. Uh, on the other trail across the street, uh, about five kilometers, and and I love it. I do it sometimes early in the morning, sometimes late at night. Uh, whenever I need to uh, crank out five kilometers, that's where I do it. That's my lap. A few months ago, I forgot to start. I forgot to track the the run. 
I was running at a, they call it a conversational pace, where you can carry on a conversation while exercising without exerting your too, yourself too much. You can keep talking. And I was doing that, and I was on the phone with someone, and I ran the whole 5K. I get back to my car, and I reach down to my watch to hit end workout, and I realize, oh my gosh, I, haven't, I didn't record this. It's like it never happened. So here's how terrible I am. Here's how uh, obsessed and addicted and reliant on these stinking apps I am. I ran the loop again and this time made sure to record it. Yeah, I I ran, I I doubled my workout that day because I had missed out on the recording. That's pathetic, I know, uh, but (laughs) that's my circumstance. And, And for many... You know, not as extreme as, you know, my psychotic experience, but for many, and in particular during this uh, COVID era, the apps have been a wonderful benefit. And, and Matt, my run, that's the one I use. Strava is, uh, is a real popular one. In fact, there was a, a time last May, it's uh, claimed by Strava, that they were surpassing 30 million app downloads per week. 30 million downloads a week for this uh, for this fitness app, it can be incredibly motivating. It's a way to stay accountable. It's a way to record your progress. And you may not be you know too keen on technology. You want to be pure about things. But for me, we'll get into the pure side of things in just a moment. Uh, we've got Robin Garfield here in studio, and she's going to talk to us about the, her approach to uh, to fitness and how uh, how the cell phone fits or doesn't fit into that routine. But uh, from my experience. This is a great way to uh, first, on day one, get a sense of where you are, and then over time, be able to track uh, where where you go and how far you progress. But it's not for everyone. It's not for Robin. Robin's joined us here in studio. Uh, you, you're you're physically fit. You you run. You're out on the trails here in Utah. Uh, you 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 hit the trails without uh, a cell phone. I don't take anything with me, and. Honestly, here's my story. I ran a, a 10, 12-mile race a couple of years ago. I didn't even look at my time when I finished that was up on the leaderboard. What? I I am a, I like to run for fun, for, for mental health, and I purposefully leave my phone at home, which we were talking earlier can create actually a safety thing because we're supposed to, as a woman running by myself, I should have my phone on me, right, in case something happens. But I have purposely over the years weaned myself off of needing, you know, music in my ears and an app to track, you know, my distance. Now, if I make it running, that to me counts as a win. It doesn't matter how far sure. I go or how fast <laughs> I've gone. If I can make it out, get away from the kids, I'm like, eh, I, you know, if it was... Two miles, and I went. Yeah, it was a twenty-minute mile. I'm calling it a success. Good for you. <laughs> you, you, you mentioned music. You, you don't know headphones or anything. There's nothing uh, jamming into your ear there. No, no. I, I do. I bounce back and forth between music and spoken word. I'll do podcasts, or sometimes if, uh, if. Uh, Real quick, I'll tell this quick story. I got like two minutes. Uh, there's this thing here in radio called an air check, where you essentially go back and listen to yourself. And analyze, did I tell that story well? Did I have the right guest? Were my interview questions uh, good? Sometimes if I really want to punish myself, I will listen. And this isn't like an arrogant thing or uh, or a narcissistic thing. It's, it's torture. It's so hard to do. Uh, but I will listen back to past segments of the program to see uh, how I can improve, how I can get more information out of guests. And, and sometimes I'll do that while running. And, brutal. And it really is. It really, really is. I haven't done it in a while, I'll admit. Uh, but uh, but it was one thing. Here, here's one thing I got to point out, though. And you and I discussed this early on. And it is other people's music. Uh, you mentioned that 10k you ran. You ran uh, in the in the race setting. 
if you are, uh, you know, it's, if it's on your market set go and you in a big crowd are off running, every once in a while there will be those who instead of headphones, they're somehow toting speakers around. No. And in that setting and on the trails here in the Utah mountains, if someone is blasting music, let me just say, well, I, if you're one of those listening right now and you're blasting music out on the trail uh, or, or out on the running path, get yourself some dang headphones, okay? Because the rest of us didn't sign up to listen to your music, all right? Well, my my sister, I'll be quick too. I know we're running out of time. She ran past someone last week and actually called her out and said, "You need headphones." And the lady said, "I hate wearing headphones." <laughs> well, then you know what? You hate listening <laughs> to music, uh, man. I could go on and on uh, for the rest of the day about some of the running etiquette things that I've encountered uh, over the years, some of the lessons I've learned the hard way. Uh, but time has expired. Robin, thank you so much uh, for your input here. Uh, and the purpose of this whole segment is to to simply remind you uh, that fitness is good. And there are ways to engage it that uh, are both entertaining and helpful and motivating and will keep you uh, responsible and accountable. So find what works for you. Maybe it's an app. Maybe it's music. Maybe it's spoken word. Maybe it's nothing at all. But find something. It'll make you healthier. It'll make you feel better. I can attest to, to that. Quick break. When we return, we're going to continue looking at some athletics, but this time Olympics, the Beijing Olympics. Senator Mitt Romney calling for a boycott of sorts. I'll explain next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.